pastor, amen, and all the ministry, and every one of you that's here tonight to be here in the house of God. Tonight, I'm going to get right into the word, the book of Acts, the 19th chapter. Acts chapter 19, beginning at verse 13. I'll be reading the five verses here. Amen. Make that six verses. Verses 13 through 18. Amen. And I hope that somebody will be moved by the word of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. I mentioned last night. Amen. That we love this church. Amen. And uh, we just wanted to come and be a blessing to Pastor Barunda and uh, the Apostolic Lighthouse. And yes, we did make this pulpit and we don't profess to be a great carpenter. And if you look real close, you will find some flaws in here. Amen. And even the man behind the pulpit, don't look too close because you will find some flaws. I feel so unworthy, but I do have a message from the Lord tonight for this church. And I'm so thankful that we are here tonight to celebrate with this church and with everyone that's here tonight. And I believe God has something for an individual here tonight. How many want to leave different? Amen. I don't want to leave the same tonight, but I want God to speak to my heart. The book of Acts, chapter 19, beginning at verse 13, the Bible says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, and overcame them and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. I want to make emphasis on that. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And finally verse 18 says, And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Amen. Tonight for a little bit I would like to talk to you on the topic. It's the real thing. Amen. It's the real thing tonight. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell him, I've got the real thing. Ah, turn to your other neighbor, shake their hand and tell them you're glad they're here and tell them it's the real thing tonight. Ah, praise God. And after you have done that, you may be seated. Amen. Praise God. As we sit here this uh, afternoon, I am sure that there are great needs and great desires and great wants that each and every one of us have here this afternoon. I, like most of you today, can call out some things that I would love to attain both um, uh, materially and spiritually alike. But if you would allow for me today to speak from a spiritual perspective concerning our greatest need, I would say that the first and foremost need that we have or that we should desire is for a true, genuine revival. Amen. This world, this nation, our community and our church along with every last one of us that is here today 
needs a revival like never before. Amen. What we need tonight is to see and to be part of an, a mighty outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Somebody might be here and say, well, Pastor, I've heard of them old time Holy Ghost revivals of yesterday, but those things are a thing of the past. Amen. Um, the days of true revival, uh, they're long past and they just don't happen like they used to. Amen. Um, but I thank God tonight. Amen. Because scripture says uh, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. Can I tell somebody tonight that revival is still happening in 2004? Come on, I'm preaching to the church tonight, amen. And I've come to tell you pessimists that revival is here. Uh, and you haven't seen nothing yet. Uh, the greatest revival uh, is ahead of us tonight. Oh, hallelujah. The prophet Joel prophesied, amen, uh, in the Old Testament book of Joel. Uh, and he said, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit amen um, but I like the way that Peter rephrased it uh, on the day of Pentecost uh, as recorded in Ch Acts chapter 2 uh, verse 17 uh, he said and it shall come to pass amen uh, in the last days saith God uh, that I will pour out of my spirit uh, upon all flesh amen uh, you know I realize that Peter here uh, was speaking of that present day uh, the day of Pentecost uh, when the power of the Holy Ghost fell up and over 3,000 souls up were baptized up in the name of Jesus Christ up but I come to tell somebody tonight up that the day of Pentecost up has not ceased to be a man up the same spirit up that was manifest up over 2,000 years ago is the same Holy Ghost up that's in this place up the same revival that started on the day of Pentecost is what we are experiencing in this place tonight. Praise God. On that day when the Holy Ghost fell, amen, um, along with it came power, amen, uh, and with it, amen, the power uh, to begin the greatest revival uh, that the church has ever known, amen. Uh, you see, it was more than just uh, the sending down of God's Spirit. Uh, it was more than just the Spirit uh, of comfort uh, and a Spirit of promise, uh, but with it came a Holy Ghost conviction uh, that caused men and women uh, to make an immediate conversion uh, and jump into the waters uh, of baptism uh, to surrender their lives to Christ. Uh, amen. What we need to see once again uh, is that kind of revival. Uh, the kind of revival uh, that shakes uh, men and women. Amen. Uh, the type of revival uh, that will cause uh, a sinner to walk through the doors uh, and run to an altar uh, and repent uh, of their sins today uh, and cry out uh, for salvation but in order for this to happen 
The church has to step up. Amen. Um, and as we mentioned last night, uh, the church has to step out uh, outside the walls of these churches. Amen. Uh, and accept the challenges uh, that come uh, as a prerequisite uh, for revival. Amen. Uh, I'm absolutely convinced tonight uh, that we've been called. Amen. Uh, to be the church uh, that will bring a restoration. Uh, that will bring a healing uh, and bring a revival. Uh, if you please. Uh, unto this present day uh, generation tonight let me say tonight Pastor Barunda I'm sorry to say there are too many churches uh, that have become more like meeting halls uh, rather than churches. Amen. Uh, they're more about fellowship uh, more than anything else uh, rather than experiencing God's presence. Uh, now I don't want no one to get me wrong. Uh, I love fellowship. Uh, I love being with the body of Christ uh, and the church that we pastor. Uh, it's a fellowshipping church. Uh, we love to get together uh, but God help us uh, never to forget get a purpose uh, to draw people uh, unto you amen uh, I'm come tonight uh, to tell you uh, that I want the real thing amen uh, I don't want an artificial revival uh, I don't need fellowship uh, what I need is an outpouring uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, within my life uh, within my soul uh, and within my spirit praise God help us never forget our purpose praise God I'm not here to knock any particular church but how sad it is that not every church is fulfilling their purpose not every church that claims to have truth uh, really has a presence of God. Uh, you see, there are some churches uh, which are governed by formalism uh, and tradition. Amen. Uh, they go by what man has to say uh, rather than being led by the Spirit of God. Uh, in some churches, uh, there's no real moving of the Spirit of God. Uh, there's not enough power of God uh, in some churches uh, to feel a hill of leaf from a headache. Amen. Uh, much let's cast out a demonic spirit uh, or set a man free amen uh, my friend I come to tell somebody uh, that you can find a church uh, on every street corner uh, and many of them claim to have the power uh, or try to look like they've got it uh, but where they ain't got enough Holy Ghost uh, to ignite a true revival uh, but listen to me today uh, I've come to a place uh, I want the real thing amen uh, I don't want an artificial revival Bible. Uh, I don't want somebody uh, that's going to make me jump today uh, and forget about it tomorrow. Uh, I want the real thing tonight. Uh, I want to experience uh, the Holy Ghost, uh, the Spirit of God uh, inside my soul. Praise God. Listen to me today. Not only is this true of churches, but it's true of individual Christians, preachers and pastors as well. I come to preach to Apostolic Lighthouse tonight. Uh, 
that I'm a little bit tired of hearing um, of those so-called preachers, amen, uh, who call themselves prophets of God, uh, who boast of thousands within their congregations, uh, who hold seminars uh, and bring in the biggest names, uh, who put on the payroll of uh, the top worship leaders uh, just to entertain the people. Uh, I believe that we ought to give God the best that we can. Uh, and as we entered into this place today, uh, and as we begin to worship God, uh, I couldn't help uh, but feel an immediate anointing uh, that so many churches uh, desire to have. Amen. Uh, I want you to know uh, that there are people that desire uh, to have what we have uh, in this place tonight. Uh, you see, uh, many times uh, we come to the house of God uh, and we expect uh, to be entertained. We come to God's house, amen, uh, and we sit back uh, and we wait for the song leader to get us on our feet uh, with that little dance, amen. Uh, we wait for the drum roll. Uh, we wait for the musicians uh, to get us up to do our dance. Uh, we don't come to entertain nobody. Uh, we don't come to tell you uh, to get with it. Uh, we come to entertain uh, the presence of God. And I preach like I'm back home, Pastor. I tell the church back home, uh, don't you come into the house of the Lord uh, and just sit there that God hasn't done anything for you. Uh, God's been too good. Uh, I should be dead. Uh, I should be out there somewhere. Uh, but thank God, uh, His Holy Ghost uh, has touched my life. It's all right. Half of you, uh, you understand what I'm saying. Uh, the rest of you can just sit there, amen. Uh, you got that artificial thing. Uh, you come to the house of God uh, and I'll see if the preacher has uh, anything good for me to say. Uh, and if he does, uh, I'll take it home and chew on it. Uh, well, I come to tell you, uh, it's about God tonight. Uh, it's about the presence uh, of the Lord. Uh, I come for the real thing tonight. Uh, I don't hear come uh, to be tickled behind my ear. Uh, I don't come to be laughed at or waste time but I come to experience the power of the living God tonight we're not here to entertain anybody yes we've got good music We've got talented players. Uh, oh, there's an anointing in this place. Amen. Uh, but we're not here to entertain anybody. Uh, our sole purpose uh, is to elevate uh, and exalt uh, the name of Jesus uh, and to draw everyone uh, who walks through those doors. Amen. Uh, into the presence of God. Uh, I don't know about you. Amen. Uh, but I come to move God. Uh, somebody said uh, that we come to God's house sometimes uh, with the wrong thinking of God I want you to move me but it's not until we move God and begin to worship God that God opens up the windows of heaven somebody comes to this place tonight and say we're in revival well revival doesn't begin with the preacher it doesn't begin with the music it doesn't depend amen on the song leader it depends on you tonight It's no wonder that many times we walk out of the house of God 
the same way we walked in. Sometimes we come to the house of the Lord. We think, well, Pastor Barunda has something from God. If he preaches a good message, maybe I'll get with it. Oh, I'm going to take a step of faith. And if I come to the house of the Lord and this headache goes away, then I'll get on my feet and I'll start praising God. Um, if God all of a sudden puts money in my bank account, uh, and if God begins to heal my marriage, uh, then I'll stand up in front of the congregation uh, and tell a testimony of the power of God. Uh, but how about we just come to the house of God, uh, broken, amen, in spirit, uh, broken our pockets, uh, nothing forward to look at. Uh, but if we come with a song in our heart, uh, a praise on our lips uh, that's when true revival comes uh, when you begin to worship uh, and praise God uh, in the midst of your adversities praise God I'm talking about the real thing today I'm tired of those preachers that claim to have a word of knowledge for certain individuals Always giving a prophetic word to people for personal gain. Talking to my brother Isaac some time ago. We kind of laughed about it. Watched a little bit of Christian television. And a man prophesied over one of the top worship leaders who was a member of one of the largest charismatic churches in America. And supposedly this one individual, the Lord had spoken to him and said... To tell this worship leader to leave his church, go relocate from Texas to his church, which was on the West Coast. Amen. Uh, we're living in a generation tonight, amen, uh, where pastors uh, are using prophetic ministries uh, to build up their congregations. Uh, and I believe in, in God talking uh, to his people. Uh, I believe on listening for the voice of God, amen. Uh, but there's too many preachers today uh, that when they can't get their preaching down uh, and they don't have a gift of preaching uh, and when they don't spend time in a prayer closet uh, and don't have a word for the people from God uh, they make up their mind uh, God told me to tell you this uh, and to leave that congregation uh, just so they can build up their church uh, I'm not here for an artificial revival uh, I don't have a special word uh, for that individual uh, but I come to tell you tonight uh, that you're here and it's the real thing amen uh, we're not going to tickle your ears uh, we're not going to sit there uh, and pacify the word of God uh, we're going to preach uh, what thus saith the Lord and if you like it get with it if you don't like it go find yourself a counterfeit revival praise God we're living in a generation of the mega church Many people are joining large congregational churches and getting lost within the congregation. The pastor doesn't know their name. There's no accountability. They don't have to do anything but attend church once in a while and give a little bit of money now and then, and they become satisfied with that. They traded sound doctrine to be part of the in crowd. How sad it is tonight. But there are some pastors uh, 
who have left, left organization, amen, uh, to get a piece of the pie, amen. Uh, there are so, uh, uh, some so-called men of God uh, who have ceased preaching the doctrine uh, of the oneness uh, and the doctrine of holiness, uh, and they've jumped on the bandwagon uh, of this counterfeit revival, amen. Uh, somebody says, Pastor Frank, uh, you sound a little bit bothered, amen, uh, and maybe a little bit jealous. Uh, you better believe I'm bothered tonight. Uh, I don't deny that I would love to preach to thousands. I would love to pastor a congregation of thousands of people. I would like to draw in the crowds like some of these ministries do. But can I tell you, I refuse to compromise. I refuse to compromise the truth of the gospel for a temporary or a counterfeit revival. I'm talking to the church today, letting you know that my heart is broken about the conversations that I've had with certain individuals. Some of them, pastors, who have contemplated leaving our organization, lowering the standard, because according to them, they just weren't getting anywhere. I've had phone conversations recently with pastor a man uh, that told me I don't know what I believe anymore uh, my church isn't getting anywhere uh, my church is just there it's dead uh, so I stopped preaching the standards uh, I stopped preaching the doctrine uh, I just let them a place amen uh, where they can come uh, and I could just they could just feel the love of God amen uh, my heart is broken uh, because I told the Lord uh, I said God uh, don't ever let me get to the place amen uh, where I become I'm so desperate uh, that I begin to contemplate uh, doing away with the things uh, that has brought your church uh, up to this point. Amen. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, in this house of God, uh, you ought to thank God for a pastor uh, that doesn't compromise the word of God, uh, that preaches the word of God uh, in and out of season. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Thank God for his word. Nowadays, there are too many preachers with gimmicks who have ceased to preach the word of God and call out sin for what it is. Amen. Um, it's become a common thing to hear men um, who claim to have great mountain-moving faith. Amen. Uh, Sin-killing and devil-chasing miracle-working faith. Uh, and they claim to have uh, a special anointing uh, like no other. Amen. Uh, they claim to have the gift of interpretation uh, and the gift of discernment. Uh, the gift of healing. Uh, and that's all fine. We need that. Amen. Uh, but I don't see them preaching uh, the truth of the blood of Jesus Christ uh, that cleanses from all sin. Uh, I don't see them preaching the gospel uh, of salvation and repentance uh, and allowing the Holy Ghost uh, to convict the congregation uh, that allows a transformation uh, to take place. Uh, but I thank God uh, that there are still true men of God uh, whose message uh, is not tainted uh, and there are still those uh, who do not water down uh, the word of Jesus Christ uh, who are not afraid to offend anybody my philosophy is that if the preaching of the truth of God's word offends you then maybe you need to be offended now and then amen praise God you see too many people are looking for the easy way out 
looking to have their ears tickled up, being deceived into passive, uh, half-hearted walk with God. Uh, but my friend, this isn't a passive walk. Amen. Uh, it's not tiptoeing through the tulips. No. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 10, 34, uh, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth, uh, but I came not to send peace, uh, but a sword. Amen. Uh, you better get ready to fight, my brother. Uh, this ain't a passive thing. Uh, amen. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, Jesus said, and from the days of John the Baptist up until now, uh, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, uh, and the violent take it by force. Uh, it takes a violent individual uh, to get in this fight. Uh, it takes somebody uh, with a desire to get up uh, and say, Pastor, uh, I want revival more than anything, uh, but it's going to cost you. Uh, it's going to cost you. Uh, it's going to cost somebody today uh, to have true, uh, genuine revival. Praise God. Praise God. This message sent from God is bloodstained. And both men and women alike have been killed for this message. No, it's not a passive message, but it's a message of truth and a message of conviction that will cause a life changing experience. My friend that's here tonight, amen, you might be visiting. Amen. You might be from another church, uh, but the word of God is not always easy to accept. Uh, sometimes it's going to be preached, amen, uh, and it's going to hurt, uh, but that's just the way it is, amen. Uh, somebody once said that the truth hurts, uh, but I like the way the Hebrew writer puts it. Uh, he says, for the word of God is quick uh, and powerful uh, and sharper than any two-edged sword, uh, piercing even to the dividing us under of soul and spirit, uh, and to the joy and marrow uh, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents uh, of the heart. Amen. Uh, sometimes a preacher comes up uh, and all he's got to do is call your name. Uh, I've got behind the pulpit uh, in my local church uh, and I know that there's things going on uh, and somebody might say, well, pastor, uh, that's not right. Why would you do something like that? Uh, why would you use a pulpit uh, to preach to somebody's needs? Uh, are you dumb? I come to preach the word of God uh, and I'm not going to change it uh, for anybody. If I know there's a need, I'm going to stand up and preach the gospel. I'm going to stand up and tell the truth of God's word. I'm telling you, that's the type of pastor that God has given you in this church. He ain't going to shut up for nobody. He's not going to preach a passive doctrine. He's not going to pussyfoot his way around, amen, uh, and tell you something, amen, uh, to satisfy you uh, so you can come and say, uh, I want to be a member of this church. No, uh, he wants true revival. Uh, he wants a genuine move uh, of the power of God. Uh, I'm looking for somebody tonight uh, that says, uh, I want the real thing. Uh, I want real revival uh, to come to this city tonight. There's been times that God gives me a word for our local church. And I've questioned God. I said, Lord, I don't think that's what this congregation needs right now. But God said, preach it. Because if you don't, I'll get somebody else to preach it. Amen. I come to tell you tonight, thank God for a man that's sensitive to the Spirit of God. 
Thank God for a man who wakes up in the wee hours of the morning uh, and comes to an apostolic altar uh, and asks God for wisdom uh, to lead his people. Amen. Uh, thank God that he's given you a pastor uh, that cares enough about you uh, to pull you to the side once in a while uh, and say, brother, you're not living right. Uh, sister, uh, these things that you're doing are not right in the sight of God. Uh, and we walk out of his office uh, and we walk out of church sometimes. Uh, I don't know about that pastor. Uh, I don't know about him. Uh, if he wants me to stay in his church, uh, he better just treat me right uh, or I'll go to the church down the street. I'm talking to somebody that wants the real thing. I'm tired of having my ears tickled. I'm tired of going to apostolic churches, amen, uh, that claim to have the truth, uh, but there's no sound doctrine. You're unique, this church is, amen. Uh, you got a holiness standard. Uh, don't ever lose it, amen. Uh, don't lose what God has given you. Uh, stay close to the man of God. Uh, stay close to the heart of God uh, and the oracles uh, that are preached uh, from behind this pulpit. Praise God. Don't ever stop preaching it, Pastor. Preach it like you do, amen. Don't water it down. Uh, don't change a thing, amen. Uh, pastors and ministers, uh, they're a dime a dozen. Uh, but a man of God uh, who will stand and preach the truth, uh, even when the truth is despised and rejected, uh, it's a sacred thing uh, nowadays, amen. Uh, thank God for the pastor. Uh, thank God for the man of God uh, who's willing to step out in faith. Uh, and they'll talk about him. Uh, they'll laugh at him. Uh, They'll say you ain't going to make it. Uh, but oh, let me tell you uh, what your God has joined together. Uh, let no man do us under. Uh, they'll talk about you. Uh, they'll laugh at you. Uh, they'll mock you. They'll ridicule you. Uh, but while you're there doing that, uh, you're in the house of God. Uh, and you're doing your dance. Uh, you're singing your song. Uh, you're getting your praise on. Uh, because uh, you've got the real thing tonight. In our scripture reading tonight, Paul was on a mission directed by the Holy Ghost. And Paul's mission was to preach salvation, to preach repentance, and the receiving of the baptism of the Holy Ghost wherever God would take him. Paul's message, it was not a message of wealth and prosperity. It wasn't a message of healing and miracles. It wasn't a message of building great churches and great facilities. It wasn't a message that brought the focus of people upon Paul's own ministry, his own talents, and his own skills. But Paul's message was a preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, crucified and raised from the dead and alive forevermore. I want you to look at Paul's ministry for just a little bit tonight um, and see that Paul's focus was always pointing uh, to the people that Jesus, to point people to Jesus uh, and showing them their way to salvation. Uh, and so now in our scripture reading, Paul, uh, he had now come to Ephesus to preach the gospel uh, and he would not be deterred from what God uh, had called him to do. Amen. Uh, he wasn't easily distracted uh, like we are today. Amen. Uh, we get distracted 
distracted by our jobs. Uh, we get distracted, amen, by our family troubles uh, and by our own heart's desires uh, for the things of this world, amen. Uh, in fact, we often forget what our primary mission in life really is, uh, which is to tell other people uh, about Jesus, amen. Uh, but church tonight, uh, God is looking for a people uh, who will come with the same attitude as Paul. Uh, and he said, uh, I didn't come with the excellency of words. Uh, I don't even know how to talk, uh, but I come to do the work uh, of my father. Amen. Uh, like Apostle Paul, uh, I don't want to hear some preacher uh, dazzle me with his knowledge. Uh, we've got a lot of those on Christian TV uh, that are preaching from behind the pulpits today. Uh, I don't want, amen, uh, somebody to entertain me uh, with their talents uh, or tell me about uh, the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I want to hear a preacher uh, who has the power uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, deep down on the inside. Uh, I want to hear a pastor uh, preach the word of God uh, that will bring a true revival uh, unto my heart uh, and to my soul. I'm hungry for something real, something powerful, something life-changing that I won't forget about after this revival is over. You see, a lot of folk come to church on Sunday, and they get with the dance. Oh, they'll stand up when the preacher says something that they like. They'll come to the altar and shed a tear. Amen. When the music starts playing, they'll go out in the aisle. And they'll do their dance. But come Monday morning, they forget about Sunday. They forgot about the power of God. Uh, and they walk away from the presence of God. Uh, and we can't understand it sometimes. Uh, and we look at individuals and say, why uh, did they backslide? Uh, I just saw them in church, amen, on Sunday morning. Uh, the best of them have left after revivals. They've come to their local church, amen. Uh, they've danced there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, and left God on Monday. Uh, why is it, amen? Uh, because it wasn't the real thing, amen. Uh, it's up to you tonight uh, to get a hold of what God is trying to do uh, in this place. Amen. Uh, the preacher's going to be gone uh, Sunday afternoon. Amen. Uh, and it's going to be you and God alone. Amen. Uh, Pastor Barunda might not be there with you. Amen. Uh, but you're going to have to take this thing uh, to your home. Amen. Uh, you're going to take it back to your job. Uh, back to your school. Uh, and this will determine uh, if it's the real thing uh, or if it's just a counterfeit uh, revival. Talking to the church tonight. We could have a church with hundreds and even thousands by following the plans of man. But where is the reality of the power of God and all that? I need the convicting power of the Holy Ghost moving upon the hearts and the lives of sinners to be the means by which this revival is built. Revival doesn't consist of how many people walk through the doors of this building. Revival doesn't consist of how good the preacher preached or didn't preach. It doesn't consist of how good the choir sang or if they sang your song or not. But revival is determined if a sinner's life was changed. 
If a lukewarm saint found his place back to God, uh, if a backslider walks up to this altar uh, and leaves here, amen, uh, and decides to come back to God full force, uh, denying his former life, amen, uh, that's what real revival is all about, amen. Uh, I want you to know uh, we can build a great church, pastor, uh, and you are building this great place. Uh, he's given you a great building, amen, uh, but we need God's direction. Uh, we need God's anointing. Uh, except the Lord built a house, uh, they labor in vain, they that build it. Uh, I don't want an artificial revival. Uh, I don't want somebody here today uh, and gone tomorrow, uh, but I want the real thing, amen. Uh, I'm tired of playing church. Uh, I'm tired of playing Christian. Uh, I'm tired of being lukewarm. Uh, I'm tired of being backslidden. Uh, I'm tired uh, of being sick and tired. Uh, I want the real thing tonight. Uh, I want real revival. I don't want an imitation. I want the real thing tonight. And ask the music to come forward as we prepare to come to a close this afternoon. If you look at Paul's ministry, Paul didn't ask for a ministry of healing. Paul didn't go around bragging about how he could send you a prayer cloth that would heal you of your sickness and disease. If Paul had done that, he would have never had to make tents or work his way, amen, or his living in some of the cities and where he preached. But Paul knew that those kinds of demonstrations would only cheapen the gospel that brings so much false conversion. He didn't want a false version of revival. He wanted the genuine thing. I'm convinced today that many churches have the same mindset as the seven sons of Sceva who thought that they could buy their way into this thing and fake their way through the kingdom of God. The scripture reveals to us they realized too late that their power wasn't real. They realized too late that Satan doesn't play games with them that make believe to be Christians. I've come to tell somebody today, whether you're visiting, whether you're a member, we might fool ourselves. We might fool one another into believing that we're something that we're really not. But you'll never fool the devil. And you'll never fool God. You see, the devil stands next to the false preacher in the pulpit, laughing and clapping for joy. There's no real gospel being preached. There's no Holy Ghost standards. And him and his demons have picnics in the back of the church during the service because they love the entertainment that we sometimes put on for them. No Holy Ghost to be found. No Spirit of God because the Spirit of the Lord has departed to find somewhere else to inhabit. The scripture tells me the Lord dwells or inhabits in the midst of the praises of His people. 
I don't want for God's presence to leave me. I don't want God's presence to leave our church. So what do I do? I've got to ask God for his presence not to leave. Like David, I've got to fall before God and say, Lord, if there is something that is unpleasing in thy sight, Lord, take it from me. But don't take your spirit from within me. I don't want the presence of God to leave me like he did the children in the Old Testament whose name Ichabod was written which meant the presence of God has departed. This isn't no show tonight. We have too much time invested in this thing. I've been serving God too long, amen, uh, to be plain kings, amen. Um, I moved away from a great church, uh, a good pastor, uh, a good foundation uh, to leave and pastor a work uh, in Arizona. Pastor Baruna has left the church uh, to come here and pastor, uh, but we're not here to play a game, amen. Uh, but we've come to tell you uh, we might not preach the best, uh, we might not have the greatest speaking skills, uh, but we've got pastor's hearts. We'll love you. We'll preach the word of God. If it'll bring a true, genuine revival tonight. I'm tired of watching Trinity Broadcasting Network have great moves of God. But we, the apostolics, I've turned away from the truth of God. I want the real thing. I'm not playing a game tonight. If I thought this thing was a joke, I would have given up a long time ago. My family's been through it, amen. Our names have been scorned. We've been cast out. But I know, amen, for revival to come, for genuine revival to come to my church, to my life, I've got to go through some things. Apostolic Lighthouse, you've been going through things, amen. You've been cast out. But revival Revival is here. Revival is here. It's the real thing tonight. God, speak to our hearts. Somebody tonight. And I don't know who you are. I don't get on the telephone with Pastor Baruna. We don't compare notes. We don't tell each other the problems that exist in our local churches. But I can almost assure you, Pastor, that you have folk in this church that are contemplating whether they should pick up and go elsewhere. Elsewhere where they can belong to a church where there's no accountability. Or you can hide in the crown. You see, you walk into this church. The pastor greets you. Hey, brother. Where were you on Sunday? Why were you late? Why didn't you come to prayer? Why haven't you been coming around? Sometimes we grit our teeth at the man of God. 
Don't you know that God has given your pastor a burden? Amen. Don't you know that sometimes uh, while you're asleep late at night, amen, uh, and you don't care, amen, about anything, uh, and your family's at the verge of breaking up, uh, your marriage is about to fall apart, uh, your children, amen, uh, are on the verge of losing out with God. Uh, there's the man of God uh, at the prayer altar, uh, crying for your soul, uh, crying for you, uh, that you find your way back uh, to the house of God. But a pastor's heart God has given to this man. A pastor's heart God has sent to Apostolic Lighthouse. After the sons of Sceva were chased away in closing, the Bible says that a mighty revival broke out in Ephesus and lives were changed forever. If you go on to read, I believe down verses 17 or eight, uh, 19 and 20, after the sons of Sceva were cast out and after they were thrown out, the Bible says that news spread. And the Bible says that revival broke out. And they brought all their idolatrous materials over 50,000 pieces of silver worth of unclean material. And they destroyed them because the believers now had the real thing. You see, the sons of Sceva, they saw the disciples. They saw the way Paul walked up to individuals. And just by the laying of the hands, he cast out the demons. They saw how Paul laid hands on the sick and the sick recovered. They said, hey, that's pretty good. Let's try it. But they didn't have the real thing tonight. You might be searching for something tonight. I don't know what it is. But as you walk into the doors of this church, you don't have to leave the same way you came. You don't have to walk out dry. You don't have to walk out, amen, with just a clap uh, and just a half-hearted praise, amen. Uh, you can leave here with the real thing, uh, but it depends on you tonight. Uh, it depends on you. Uh, I believe that God is speaking to somebody, amen. Uh, let the word of God, let the Holy Spirit, uh, let it manifest itself in you. Uh, not just today, uh, because today the choir is going back home. Uh, tomorrow the preacher is going to be gone, uh, and it's going to be you all alone with God. My prayer is that revival begins in my heart. Revival doesn't consist of your pastor. I've preached messages in our local church. And I told the congregation I can just about call your name. And it hasn't done a thing. It's up to the congregation for revival to spread. Day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost fell is the same Holy Ghost that we have in this place tonight. It's never ceased. Over 3,000 souls were saved on that day. But we've got the mentality that the day of Pentecost was a great thing where 120 were baptized in the name of Jesus. But through those 120, over 3,000 on that same day were baptized in the name of Jesus. Revival depends on you.
I'm tired of watching everybody else that doesn't have the truth. I'm tired of seeing them fill up coliseums and confess Jesus as their personal Savior and stop right there. When we have the truth of God and we have the real thing, and we're afraid to walk out and tell somebody about Jesus. Pastor, don't ever cease to preach the gospel. Don't ever lower the standards. Don't ever pacify the word of God. The pastor can do his job. But it depends on you, the congregation. God, fill our hearts tonight with a love for the truth. That your word be preached in this generation. And revival will come to Point Wainimi, California. I'm convinced tonight that if you want revival bad enough, that you will say, Lord, here I am, God. It might not always be easy, but God, I submit myself to you. I'm going to ask everyone here tonight to stand. How awesome it is to feel the presence of God. How awesome it is to be part of this latter-day revival. The scripture says, In the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit. We're living in that last day. And I believe that if a revival is going to come to this last day, it's not going to be through the charismatic movement. I said it's not going to come through the charismatic church. It's going to come through the church of Pentecost. The blood-stained church. You've been through a lot. You've endured much. Now is not the time to give up. I want somebody that wants true revival to make your way to this altar. I'm tired of the counterfeit. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of struggling my way through life. I want the real thing. The thing that I feel in this place tonight, I need to feel it when I go back to work on Monday, when I go back to my school. I don't want to be afraid to tell my neighbor about Jesus. I don't want to be afraid to tell my friend at work.